0: There's freedom, though you've captured me. See, I've got joy instead of mourning. Oh, there's beauty in my brokenness. See, I've got true love instead of pain. There's freedom, though you've captured me. See, i got joy instead of a morning. So you give me joy down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul. Say, so you give me joy down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul down deep in my soul. There's beauty in my brokenness. Sing it. There's beauty in my brokenness. Say, I've got true love. I've got true love instead of pain. Oh, there's freedom though you capture. There's freedom though you capture me. See, I've got joy instead of mourning. I've got joy instead of mourning. Let's sing it again. There's beauty in my brokenness. There's beauty in my brokenness. Oh, see. I've got true love yes. instead of pain. Oh, there's freedom though you. There's freedom though you captured me. Oh, i got joy. i got joy instead of mourning. Oh, see, so you give me joy. Down deep yes. in my soul. In my soul, say you give me joy. Down deep in my soul, yeah. down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul. soul. We now let's take it back from the top. There's beauty, there's, there's beauty in my brokenness. Oh, 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 i got true love instead of pain. Oh, there's freedom though, you. There's freedom. instead of morning. One more time, there's beauty in my brokenness. There's beauty in my brokenness. Oh, I've got true love. I've got true love instead of pain. He says, I've never been so free, caught in your love for me. He loves me. I've never been more secure, knowing your. So heart glad he loves me. me. I've never been so free, caught in your love and for I've me. And I've never been more secure. I've never been more secure, knowing your. Heart knowing So free, your caught in your love for I mean me. I've never been more secure, never been more secure, knowing in your. Lord a hand of praise. Amen. Amen. Oh, our God is a great God. Our God is a strong God. He's stronger than any other. Our God is a healer. Our God is a protector. Our God is everything that we can ask for. So this next song is devoted to our God being a mighty God, a strong God. It says, water you turned into wine
1: water you turned into
0: wine And open the eyes of the blind Open the eyes of the blind There's no one like you There's no one like you There's none like you We're gonna speed it up just a little bit It says into the... Say into the darkness you shine Out of the ashes we rise out of the ashes we rise, there's no, like there's no one like you. There's none like you. There's none like you. Oh, says our God is greater and our God is stronger.
1: Our God is greater.
0: Our God is stronger. Open the eyes of the blind. There's no, like there's no one like you. Oh, there's none like you, Lord. There's none like you. See Into the darkness you shine. Into the darkness you shine. Out of the ashes we rise. Out of the ashes we rise. There's no.
1: it's about between promise and power between promise and power though we are still in easter tide until june 9th this coming thursday will mark the celebration of the ascension of our christ back to glory scripture records several appearances of Jesus over a 40-day period of time after his resurrection. And in those appearances, he gave tangible evidence that he had overcome the power of sin and death. And he assured his believers that they could share in his overwhelming power, if they would submit to his lordship. We place great emphasis on Christ's commission, that we would be his witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost part of the earth. And we should place emphasis on that. But we should not forget the preamble to this command. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. It reminds us that it is as we share in his power that we are able to do what he has purposed for us to do. My brothers and sisters, if we are to be successful, in fulfilling Christ's commission for us, then we must learn to operate in his power. It's always a mistake when we try to operate in our authority rather than yield to the power of Jesus. The great shame of many local churches today is that they're filled with people who are motivated to draw crowds to themselves, but are not motivated to lead people to Jesus. Thus, many of these people operate in their power and in their authority. And though it may flourish for a little while, ultimately it amounts to very little. All the mega churches we see on television and through social media, their mega message is falling flat. Yeah. Statistics tell us that church attendance is at historic lows in our nation. We are not engaging so much in making disciples as we are in swapping members. And many of our churches, regardless of economic status or racial composition, are mute when it comes to lifting up the needs of the poor and the marginalized. And to a large extent, this is because we're choosing to operate in our strength with our vision rather than embracing what Christ has for us. Just as a parenthetical aside, let me tell you this morning that in every case where God called, he called us away from our thing and called us to his thing. From a burning bush, God called Moses away from tending sheep and called him to liberating and leading his people to the promised land. From the fields of Tekoa, God called Amos away from herding sheep and gathering sycamore fruit, and he called him to prophetic ministry. From the Sea of Galilee, God called Peter and John away from fishing for fish and called them to fishing for men. From the Damascus Road, God called Saul away from a life of persecuting Jesus and to a life of proclaiming that Jesus is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Throughout history, God has called people away from their thing and to his thing. And if That was true then, it's still true now. Part of our problem is that we don't want to get away from our thing. And we want to put Jesus as a rubber stamp on what we want to do. But let me tell you, there is no power in your thing. The only power that you can have is when you learn how to give up your thing and embrace the Lord's faith. Luke says that before he left them, Jesus told his disciples to wait in Jerusalem for the power of the Holy Spirit to come upon them. And then he rose out of their sight. But as he left them, the disciples were given A word of reassurance as they stood gazing up into the heaven. Two men suddenly appeared next to them and said, why are you looking up into an empty sky? The same Jesus that just left you is going to come back again. And Church, I'm glad for that word. Because that was not just a word of assurance, but it was a word of reassurance. And I'm glad that the God I serve is not just a God who assures, but he's also a God who reassures. See, a lot of us need some reassurance. When you find yourself dealing with with tough times. You need more than assurance. You need reassurance. When John the Baptist was in prison, he needed reassurance. And so he sent two of his disciples to go and ask Jesus, are you the one or should we look for another? And Jesus sent back a word of reassurance. Tell him that everything is all right. The blind are receiving their sight. And the lame are being made to walk. And the good news is being preached to the poor. When Lazarus died and Jesus didn't show up for four days, When he did get there, Mary and Martha needed some reassurance. And so Jesus told them, don't worry about what's happened. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, even though he was dead, yet shall he live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Shiloh, I'm like these folk in the scripture. Every now and then, I find myself climbing up the rough side of the mountain. And in those times, I'm glad that Jesus doesn't just assure But he reassures, I am a very present help in the time of trouble. I am a friend who will stick closer than a brother. I am your all and all. The disciples got assurance from Jesus and got reassurance from these angels that something wonderful would happen if they would wait in Jerusalem. But they had no way of knowing how long the wait was going to be. And so the focus of this message is on what the disciples did While they waited. First, they stayed together. The scripture says that they wouldn't leave each other. But they decided that if they were going to succeed, then they needed to stay together. And church, it reminds us that wonderful things happen when the church stays together. Spirit power is unleashed when the church stays together. Lives are changed when the church stays together. But if we accept the truth of this statement, then we must also accept the truth of the reverse, where the church is not together. We miss opportunities to minister for Jesus because we lack spiritual power and focus. When the church is together, then we know that Jesus is Lord. When the church is together, we start doing things his way and we start thinking with His mind. I heard Paul say, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And I heard Jesus say, where two or three are gathered in my name, I will be there with them in the midst. The first thing they did was They stayed together. And then more than stay together, the scripture says they prayed together. And church, if we're going to fulfill Christ's commission for our lives, then we need to pray together. We've got problems in our city and we need to pray about it Together, We've got problems in our homes and we've got problems on our jobs and we need to pray about it together. I want you to notice the scripture doesn't say they prayed separately. It says they came together and everybody held hands. And they pray to the Lord for his guidance and his deliverance. And it serves to remind us that if we come together to pray, then we can see things change. Couples need to come together and pray. Families need to come together and pray. Our problems wouldn't seem so big if we learned how to come together and pray. And then praying together means more than praying in the same room. But praying together means praying with one mind and one heart. One reason why our churches lack power is because we aren't praying in agreement. Somebody's praying for God to move us forward, while somebody else is praying for Him to keep us right where we are. Somebody's praying for God to open a door, and somebody else is praying that God will keep the door closed. Yes, there's power in prayer. But to experience that power, we need to be praying about the same thing in the same way with the same heart and the same mind. And when we do that, there's no limit to what prayer can accomplish. The text says that While they waited, they stayed together. While they waited, they prayed together. But one more thing they did while they were together, that is they worshiped together. And church, we need to be in a posture of worship together. When we worship the Lord together, wonderful things will happen. Now, worship and praise are not the same thing. They come from two different experiences. We worship God because of who he is. We worship God because he's our creator, and our author and sustainer. And I love to worship the Lord. But then when I think about praise, praise is more personal than worship. Praise isn't just about who God is, but praise is about what he has done for me. I worship God because he made the heavens and the earth. But I praise Jesus because he died for my sin and rose to secure my salvation. I worship God because he weighed the mountains in scales and the hills in balances. But I praise Jesus because he washed me in his own precious blood. I worship God because he made me. But I praise Jesus because he made me over again. Jesus picked me up and he turned my life around. Jesus planted my feet On a solid foundation, Jesus took my sin away, and he gave me the security of his salvation. While they waited, they stayed together. While they waited, they prayed together. While wow. they waited, they worshiped and praised God together. And when the time came, power came down from heaven after the ascension. If you just hang around Jerusalem for a little while, power is going to come down. Power is going to move through the room. Power is going to transform people's lives. And I'm glad to know that if you just wait on the Lord, power is going to come. It may not look like much is happening right now. But if you wait on the Lord, wait on the Lord, wait on the Lord, by and by power will come, power to ease a broken heart. Power to give peace out of confusion. Power to make a way out of nowhere. Power to open doors for you that men have closed against you. There's power, 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 power,
0: power in Jesus. Power.
1: So what do you do between the promise and the power? Wait on the Lord and be of good courage. He shall strengthen your heart. What do you do between the promise and the power? They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They'll mount up on wings like eagles. They'll run and not get weary. They'll walk and not faint. Just wait wait on him. Wait on him. Wait on him.
0: Wait on him. Wait on him.